evening gooners to another episode of Totally Arsenal Podcast. Good evening, guys. Um, wasn't the best weekend again for us Arsenal fans. Another three points dropped this weekend, especially after clawing it back from being 2-0 down. Yeah, it was a really disappointing. I mean, there were, you know, negative negatives for me in that game was the amount of sitters we missed in that first half. Because I, I honestly think if we had buried those chances that of Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan, and it probably could have been easily 5-2 or 5-3 in that first half, I just think that could have also settled the game in a way, already in the first half. But for me, it's like, you know, all that wasted chances in, in the back of my mind, you just knew, okay, something's going to eventually give, like, you know, when it will punish us either during that first half or second. Because, I mean, with that, 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 especially that second goal of Chelsea with Morata, I mean, if you just think the, what, a minute before Obama Young just has to tap the ball into like an empty net and he ends up blasting the ball over. And then the ball goes up the other end and gets passed by gets put uh, past check and that was like two 0 down. But I mean, uh, like character wise, I like that you know that fight back to get it back to two two. But for me, second off, I actually expected more. But it's not like I don't know we were in our shells in that most of that second off. I think we maybe pushed too hard to get those two goals to get it back to two all that we probably used all the energy that we had. And you could see during like the latter part of the second half that Arsenal was struggling, like fitness, not wouldn't say fitness-wise, but because they pushed themselves so hard through the whole game that they started deteriorating at the end and allowing Chelsea more, more gaps and opening. And Chelsea could have also actually made it 5-2 five, five at the end with the chances they were missing. I mean, I, I my take on that second half, besides like what I said now, that being in our shells or playing within ourselves, the the second half, we were almost like being too cautious. You know, like they were almost like we didn't know: do we go for the three-two or do we sit and take the two-two as a like do we take the point though? And I think that be, like, being caught like it in between, that is almost like that that caused that, that doubt also in our mind, like a player's mind. That's why. You saw some wanting to attack. Some were, you know, rather playing a safe 20, 30 yard pass to the back, and that, and that's you know what, what also frustrated me that second half because you knew Chelsea were there for the taking because, I mean, you you had two defenses which were I must say quite poor both of them, and I mean the way we were dominating that the flanks left and right. I was expecting way more, you know, crosses to come in, or way more. Uh, you know, balls being attacked and things like that. But I mean, there was like nothing. It's like we would just get to the final third, somehow lose the ball. And I mean, I just want to also say you now, like two people I really were was like disappointed in was Granny Jaka and Mesut Ozil. Because honestly, I mean, I expected way, way more because it was already a warning sign for them the Man City game. They, uh, you know, a lethargic type of performance. Like, you know, not wanting to run, being caught in position. Uh, Mesut on the other end, uh, just, you know, drifting. Like, you know, the gamers again passing him by. And, and I don't know, almost like he's just like strolling on the park. And that's why I, I think 
it could also look. I don't want to jump to the the you know the latter part of the pod where we talk about the preview to the West Ham game, but I think they their spots in the squad is really under threat. Let me just before I get onto this Ozil and Jaka thing, I want to go back to when you said like where the team was caught in two minds. It's I think it's a bit of a difficult one because from two 0 down, bringing it two 0 back to two all. Do you go to try to push for that third goal and like you, and you get caught out and you lose the game three two four two? Then like pundits and people are like, oh no, Arsenal's trying. They're not learning from the old ways. If you bring the game to two two, shut it off and take a point. So now we kind of are caught in between, playing defensively and not going for the jugular. We get hit on the break. And or we get caught in position and we lose the game three two and now it's like we should have in hindsight then maybe done the old way and kept on attacking. So like you said, I think people are still caught between the two minds and I don't think that everybody's obviously it's gonna take a while to adjust to the MRA style, but I don't think everybody's on that same wavelength because mm, if yeah. we had said maybe shut the game off for a draw, you would have seen that in the players, or if maybe they said, okay, guys, we two, we two, two, we brought it back. Let's try to get another four, two more goals to make it four, two, because we have been creating chances. So I think there's maybe a, like I say, a miscommunication in the team. And like you mentioned, that was clearly seen when they came out in the second half with Xhaka and Uzel. Like I said, they were. Definitely the underperformers, but they were also the underperformers under the Wenger, Wenger regime, and they were given chance of the chance of the chance. But what I'm glad to see now, at least, is that Emre is taking them off, and he called Uzel out as well. So yeah, I don't exactly. think it's going to be as plain sailing now for Uzel and Xhaka because let me tell you, if Xhaka loses his spot to Torreira, and Uzel can easily. I mean, Iwobi did quite well. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter week in, week out, but if he has that performance, then rather shove Mkhitaryan maybe behind the striker or bring Ramsey in and then Uzel has to sit on the bench. Mm, I agree. Because I just think, like, you know, for too long, people have also been taking, you know, their spots in the squad for granted. And now it's like, like you know, it's almost like the eggs are coming out. <laughs> the chickens are coming back to roost because now they're being now called out, not only called out, but you you don't perform, you're gonna you're gonna get hauled off. And another point I actually wanted to add as well was, um, you know, with this Emery style, okay, you can see it's it's that you know that that old boss away, you know that that with a goalie rolls it to the two yeah. centre backs stand each side of the each side of the box, the two full backs start going forward. Fine, I can understand. It works with with Chelsea. It works with Man United when they do try it. It works with Spurs. And I mean, of course, City. But when I don't know, this is not something that is also, in a way, worrying me. I mean, uh, it might we might get away with it against like a, you know, like a smaller team or you know, mid-table team or whatever. But against the top teams, we're not going to get away with it. And my the point that I actually want to make now is, we've got, you know, guys are not that agile. So now you've got people like Mustafi. It's not really a baller, like you know, that can take the ball on. Do a little skip, sidestep, whatever, and move the ball. Socrates looks a bit, sometimes late, but uh, look, okay, he does his job, fine. 
but and then you have Peter Check that that that's, looks at that you know the more old fashioned type of goalkeeper that will take the ball, roll it a bit forward, belt it up front, or belt it to the sides of the pitch. But for me, this thing, I mean, of course, it's like a work in progress. But for me, I do worry because sometimes you can see there's that too much confusion. I mean, I can understand if you're doing this in training, fine, you that's where you iron out the thing. But we're getting a situation now where it's like you're seeing things happen now in real game time, and you know, there, there's, I think it could be the Chelsea game as well, where Peter Cech passed the ball to somebody and he passed across his goal and one of them just missed out. They, they stuck their leg out and I think they just missed. And I thought to myself, this could be still a catastrophe coming, like, you know, going down the season if this is going to go on, if we don't iron out these little chinks in our, in our game. Because I, I do worry because sometimes you'll see also the ball goes to Mustafi, then it's almost like, oh, no, 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 I didn't want this. They take the ball back, and then check gets the ball, and you'll, like, you know, make a rash kick forward, then it goes either straight to an opponent or again to another player that's not prepared. So, I don't know, that he needs to either sort out. I mean, look, I'm not saying drop check, because, look, he's been also saving our skins in the last few games. It's going to mean even worse, those defeats. But I just think, like, that is where somebody like Leno, again, when if you watch him for Leverkusen, He's somebody he looks comfortable on the ball. He, he can take a ball on, on, on like you know, on the chest, pass it, do you know, do keep things simple, but almost like uh, like a Manuel Neuer type of player. He does pass the ball. He knows how to pass, like a like a perfect pass on it. But then I think a decision needs to be made if we're going to go that route of playing out from the back, like to you then. I know you can't just drop check for no reason, but if if that's the way forward, then isn't Leno the guy to stick in poles and if he's comfortable on the ball? I'm sure that is why we probably signed him. So I think he's in a bit of a dilemma there as well. With I think the players passing the ball to like that safe pass to the next person. I don't want the ball safe pass. I think that how to. I know I keep hopping back on the Wenger way, but a lot of times with Arsenal, there wasn't that players taking the responsibility amongst themselves. They're always like, oh no, this person will, will do it, or this person will do it. Ugh, if the game doesn't go our way, we can just blame it on on the, the, the puns. Everybody will just blame Arsene Wenger. But now it's a completely different situation where... You can't now blame Emre now. Emre just came there. And if people are making the same mistakes, like Granit Xhaka, is, looks like he's still playing under Arsene Wenger. Mesut Ozil looks like he's still playing under Arsene Wenger. You know, I, I forgot to mention to you the other day, like when we had our, like, our private conversations. Um, you know, I was listening to Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher the other night. Because I won that Monday night football that they have on TV. And... Gary Neville, or I don't know if it was now Jamie Redknapp, they also said, with this way of playing that we are trying now, you know, this sort of playing out from the back, yes, fine, do it, but also try and mix things up, because it's almost like we are forced, like, you know, I don't know if you noticed these games where, like the last, I think even in the last game, it's like we almost forced to to um, just do that, you know, playing out from the back. We don't think, okay, I got, um, um, my options are being cut down here in the first uh, first half or whatever. Then we start eating like the odd ball long, and then you know just mix it up because it, it started to get so predictable. Especially like I think the Man City game was even worse because then you had uh, Sterling and them playing that high up because then they knew 
the minute they're going to go i press the i press that one of that either musocrates or uh, mustafa is going to panic and i mean it was numerous times uh, if you recall they they did also did panic and they ended up either kicking straight to the, the, the opponent or kicking to a play that's not really ready for the ball yeah like you mentioned they're not the best ball players they they not gifted i wouldn't say they're not gifted but they're not gifted footballers like players on the ball they're not going to catch your eye on the ball so i think we need to start looking for a, a, maybe another center back a younger version of a socrates or something like that because i think we stuff yeah but i mean even that, that that guy that we really we kind of that guy we missed out on of freiburg at center back oh yeah the turkish international now that i think that is a type that we should be building upon getting a guy like that cuz he's always like he's a player that's comfortable on the ball you know he is you know you you won't seem like you know going in a panic and just move it forward he can't play a good through ball a good lofted pass stuff like that but it's like i don't know you don't see that really with people like like socrates and and mustafi at that look cuz i don't know maybe they just do bulky or something but i just think a more agile center back pairing we could then it could work cuz then i mean that's how i just hope this with kosielny cuz that's just the other thing that i uh, saw now today is now doing now you know running and that so cuz i say he could be i mean of course new year he could be back or Late, uh, late December, but they said. I mean, they they trying to get him ready, so you can already switch to um, those uh, getting uh, that match uh, match fitness in November. You can start that already. I mean, that that more intense type of training. It's going to be interesting to see whose place you'll take with and Mustafi. Mm, I mean, I would actually. I don't. Know, I just uh, find of the of the two. Mustafa is he still has that reckless streak in him. I don't know. It's like you know that the way. Uh, which game was it? Where that guy just he just got like was like bedazzled with the ball like and then he like you know he was just ending up looking all around behind him. And the guy was already sneaking around to have a pop at check. I don't know. If it, it could be the Chelsea game even. It could be even like Pedro doing it. But it's like I don't know. Something he was another one that, that lacks awareness in games. Yeah, he does. He does. He does make me me panic a bit, and and worry as well. When when he's in position of the ball and having to tackle defend uh, tackle the attackers, and he just does make a lot of rash decisions. He doesn't uh, sometimes think. I think he gets a blood rush to the head. I mean, I, I think he could have done a bit better. Maybe I'm being overcritical, but he could have done better against Morata. And I mean, Morata's um. Not the not in the best form at the moment, and I also feel that uh, for me, that Aguero thing in the Carabao Cup final still 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 bothers me. I was sent to back to let the guy of Aguero's size and stature just knock him off the ball like that. Mm. But I mean, uh, with with you know, just to switch topic in a way, um, seeing this Emery now with the last few games now, I mean, like the last match, I should say. You can actually see he's using these uh, these matches also as besides Premier League matches, but he's also using it as yardsticks to judge these players. And I mean, you can see he's now starting to figure Özil out, starting to figure Jaka out, because you see now also the way the subs are being done. Like with with Jaka, the, the first game it was what he hold him off after fifty five minutes. Yeah, that uh, 
Chelsea game, half time, he was off already. And now, because I, I also think he wants us to get more out of Ramsey, because I heard, um, which uh, in a way partially annoys me of, of Ramsey now wanting to, you know, have showdown talks with, with uh, Emery about regarding his uh, position in the squad and, and also that contract talks. But now I'm thinking to myself, then why don't you get that contracting sorted out? Then the club can also, you know, really start planning or thinking about pending you in the squad as a regular type of thing. But, I mean, while he's, him and his agent are, you know, dancing around this whole contractual issue, it's also not helping both parties much. But, I mean, especially him. I mean, he probably wants now, you know, clarity. I think that you're going to see a lot of dipping in Ramsey's performance. I mean, we saw what happened with Sanchez when there was no contract signing. We saw what happened also, but with Uzel before the contract was signed, because it just adds a bit of doubt in the air. Your 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 teammates are wondering why you're not why you're not signing, and it, it causes a slight rift in the team because now the players that are loyal and have a long-term contact with the club, maybe sitting on the bench, and that kind of also ruffles their feathers a bit. So it causes a lot of animosity. So I think the sooner the Aaron Ramsey deal gets done, whether he stays or whether he goes, the better, I think, for the Arsenal squad. Um, we've seen many times with Arsenal where the player um, dictates everything and then they come the end of the season or whenever, they just leave Arsenal high and dry. Okay, so now we switch our attention to the upcoming game on Saturday against West Ham at the Emirates. And I think, you know, this game we should really use now to finally boost the morale of the not only the fans, but the team as well. Because, I mean, you can also think at the moment, you know, as, as much as they smile and that in training, you know, come match day, with that two losses in a row, even though it's like, of course, the... the, the you know, title contenders. But, you know, you can actually, you just hope, you know, there's not too much of a, you know, seed of doubt, you know, yeah. come at day where they, you know, sit in the dressing room and they wonder, you know, is it going to work this time? Is the crowd going to get on our back? So, I mean, I just hope, you know, the, the crowd gets going now, you know, we get gets around the yeah. team. But given that, because I mean, that atmosphere against Man City was spot on. It's just like, I don't know, for me, we were just overpowered, of course, in that game. But I don't know, hope too much on that. The match, but I mean, uh, we just need to get you know the crowd needs to you know really crank up the noise in that ground, intimidate uh, West Ham. And I mean, who knows? Because uh, as I told you the other day when we had our private chats, I said, you know, a team is going to be put to the sword once this this uh, Emery tactics and it works and the formation and it works, and whoever's going to you know come on the end of it, it could be. A hammering for whoever's going to, I mean, pardon the pun now, but yeah. it could be you know, something where a team is going to really be put to the sword. And I think if it's going to be, you know, especially with that changes we've been talking about, you know, where Ozil maybe gets taken out of the firing line and, and, and Jaka or just one of the two. And you have somebody that like a Torreira in or, you know, Ramsey in as well. Look, Ramsey was probably also be fired up because he's, he's still sulking about that being dropped the other day. So, I mean, if you put now maybe a fired up Ramsey in that number 10 role, who knows what can happen on, on Saturday? 
he adds a bit more fight in that number 10 role. He goes, he gets, him, he gets about. He's not scared to put in a tackle. I think he makes the midfield a bit more of a threat with his deep runs as well. You can track very easily. He's not a static player like a Mesut Ozil. Sorry to criticize him all the time. I mean, but he's a, Ozil's a much easier player to mark out of the game. If, if you're just suffocating him, not letting him get the ball, he's easily, you can easily take him out the game. So, Ramsey... And I mean, I, like, you know, sorry to interrupt you now, but, you know, something where he should actually be striving now, like uh, Ozil, you know, he's finally got, like say, in people in, in like Torreira and, and um, Gondosi, he's finally got two people that will almost like take care of him, you know? You be creative. We will see that you protected and stuff like that. And you still don't see anything, you know. You 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 think, okay, we're gonna see maybe that that Ozil that used to play for Madrid, where Kadira had his back always in the midfield. And I think, okay, are you gonna at least show us that? But you don't see anything. It's like you just see him, you know, jogging and like you know making this, this cheap attempt not to tackle and that. And you know, I'm sorry if I'm gonna now like uh, you know hop on this or the Ozil's. If you think of it, the money he is being put on, I mean, we might as well have taken that money and then lumped it on, on, on say, an Alexis or lumped it on, on a rental yeah. contract immediately. Because, I mean, he's close to a, the 400000 a week mark. And, I mean, he's not playing like somebody that's earning that, that, that amount of money. Yeah, definitely, if we're going to have had Alexis... With Obama uh, Young and Makatarian, I would have gladly given away Uzel then. And it's not to, to say that he's not a talent at all, but for too long, I think we've we've allowed Uzel to get away with much. I mean, he was that, you know, that first signing that we craved in 2013, 2014 season. And with him came that FA Cup. So it was almost like for too long, like, oh, it's Mason Uzel, he can do what he wants. Oh, it's Michel Uzel, you can do what you want. And there's many times we would slate other players and say, oh, this person the shirt. But we just allowed Uzel to keep on, you know, because he's a world-class player and a World Cup winner, to just get on by until now, where I think fans are finally getting fed up of him. And I mean, with, with regards to another West Ham game, you know, I, I just want to see what sort of role you know, or, or the, the the sort of attitude Walsh is going to have now. Because look, it came to a mutual decision where Emery told him, like, uh, Walsh, that, you know, there's no place really for him in the squad. And you have now Fabianski in goal. And I don't know, look, Lucas Perez might play, like be on the bench again. But, I mean, it's, for me, it's going to, like, you've got two ex-Arsenal players that, that will play. And, I mean, you just wonder now, you know, is Fabianski going to pull out one of his blinders again like he always does sometimes when he plays us? Like, you know, Swansea days also, they used to play like a world-class number one when you look at him. And then you think, is this really, is this, did this guy really belong to us? What about Lucas Perez as well? Is he quite as well for the game? He, uh, that game, the last few games that I've been watching with him, I mean, he was just, on the bench, he wasn't even a huge sub, so I don't know. I don't know if you would play, but I know Walsh is one of the starters of West Ham's first 11. But they have been struggling here, but they even was born with it. Yeah, so they were making fun about that fixture because they said it's like the two teams with zero points that are taking each other on on Saturday. 
Uh, I think there's there's no doubt a win is needed because mm. if we draw or or lose that that slight nigga, even though we say we have to give him a fair chance, but as as fans, I think there's only so much you can take until eventually that that seed of doubt creeps in and you're like thinking what's happening to my club. Why we can't we struggle to get the points? I think Aubameyang needs to break that gold drought. Not really a drought, but I think he need to to get him started. He needs to maybe get one or two of the weekend. Hopefully, luck is on the score sheet and confidence can be up with a crowd. Emre as well to get his first competitive win. I think mm-hmm. this this is this is the game to go and do it. And I mean, uh, I don't know if you you saw there was an article. I, uh, I don't know, was it on Wednesday or, or Tuesday or something like that? Where, I mean, I didn't pick it up because after the Chelsea game, I switched off immediately. And oh, like I told you, mentally I was a shutdown. And then I just found out that um, that Arsenal, was it Casado, that guy, that, that Arsenal's assistant? Yeah. We went onto the field to confront Torreira about that, um, the last Chelsea goal. Because in that, that, that build-up for the Chelsea goal, I mean, look, like I said, it was also guilty with that because he could have just took the ball on and spun and head forward. And what uh, Lacazette did was like the, almost like a kind of coward's way. He just played a, you know, aimless ball back. And, of course, Torreira did not uh, attack the ball. He just stood. And in that time, he stood. Azar took the ball off and, of course, went on his merry way. And then they said that, that, that Arsenal's assistant manager or the was it assistant coach, he went on the field and he started gesturing to him like where he saw that error, like, you know, what exactly he was doing there and all that stuff. And, I mean, he looked at Torreira, looked kind of shocked. I mean, of course, he's still there. He stood there then later and then, you know, applauded the away fans. But, I, I mean, it's the first time you see an Arsenal coach just going up to a player and, you know, giving a right ticking off there on the field. Maybe that's what we've been missing as well. Too many for too many years, something like that would have gone unnoticed. Not maybe unnoticed, but unpunished. I'm not saying he got punished, but like reprimanded for that is actually the word. Because it would have just like went under the carpet mm. and next week the same thing happens. The following week the next person does the same thing. So I think he nipped it in the bud there by going off onto a radar like that. So the rest of the players can see what will happen if they're not going to pull their weight? And I think this is what is needed. Mm. Okay, so I will put a wrap on this spot now. And I would just like to tell our listeners, next week there will not be one as Aiden will be out on holiday. But in two weeks' time, we'll be back again. Or we might be just squeezing one in once he's back on his, from his holiday. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Uh, Take care. Bye. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.